lights on at times. Uh, welcome in. Welcome back. It is a Thursday afternoon for us, wherever you may be on the planet. We appreciate you hanging as we're going to get you ready jock market style for week 13, Thursday night football first. And then we're going to dive into this gigantic slate come Sunday. So we've got both here, half the first half, at least. We'll look at all the value on Thursday night, and then we'll move into week 13 as a whole. We being myself and Eric in the house, Mike Awesome Yo is producing and you out there in the chat, you know what to do. You know the drill. The thumbs up button works, as does the subscribe button. And we'll tell you about some other great things going on with Jock Market in a second. My friend, my man, my mellow, as they used to say back in the day, <laughs> what's happening? What's going on, my guy? I always love doing shows with you. It's, it's nice. It always feels right. You know, going back to our roots, your origination here at, uh, at Osmo, doing some NBA shows with me, yeah, doing some MLB shows with me. Uh, it, it feels right. So it's always nice to talk a little pigskin as well. Yeah, it's nice to be back on the big stick, too. You know, I'm doing a lot of odds and, and season-long stuff, so I don't see you. Dude, you're, you're grinding, though. Here's well, the thing. People don't understand. I'm not understand. complaining. I'm just saying doing... I don't get to see you because you're the fa you're one of the faces of Arsenal. Oh, so you're out there on the big stuff. Man, when you put it that way. I mean, maybe I'll sit up a little straighter now. Here we go. To tighten my time. Do I button this one? I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just... Thank you so much. Nice words. Uh, it's great to be working hard alongside you. Uh, again, we are compatriots in this voyage that is Osmo.com. We're having a blast. Let's keep it rolling. And I'll, and I'll say this. Has your Hawaii tan worn off a little bit? Because oh, no. is, is it the bright light that you have, the ring light or so but in front of you? No. So, I mean, you can see. I, I mean, I get a little bit of the golfer tan. So, I mean, I have quite a bit of that from, from in Hawaii. I played more golf in Hawaii than what I had played in. It feels like the entire rest of the year. That's for God sure. Uh, that's, that's how you know you married right, is if yes. the thing you enjoy to do the absolute most, you get to do the most on your honeymoon. That's uh, pretty surprising. So uh, I married correctly. I, I suggest everybody does the same. Look, my wife shoots in the 80s. So uh, oh, she, baby, she, let's she go kicks me out and says, go golf, go golf. She wants That's me to awesome. get better. So yeah, no jock market golf today. Let's focus on the NFL. How about that? And we have all our projections up on site. So if you're on awesome, you can follow along with our own projections that we have that are sortable by uh, by specifically jock market so let's jump into this thursday night football we're dealing with the bevy of injuries that seems to be the norm it's not technically a short week per se because both of these teams played a full week ago but it is thursday night football take that for what it's worth i still think that this game just because of how desperate new orleans is to stay involved we know the quarterback situation probably lean to the under if I had a play on either side or total here. How do you see this thing play out? And then we can look at just strategy for Jack market specifically. I'm obsessed with the under in this game. Mm. I mean, could not possibly be more obsessed with it. I very rarely bet totals close to the game day. Uh, it's, it's such an efficient line that you end up with uh, the day that you wake up here with this one. I still don't care. 46 total is what I'm seeing around the industry here right now uh, at most books. If you can get anything a little bit higher, 46 and a half, 47 props to you. That's fantastic. That's what we have odd shopper for to help you out with. But I'm obsessed with the under of this game. I think it's going to go slow. I think that you're going to see both teams really try to just take the tempo down here, especially the New Orleans side. 
if they want to keep this competitive because the firepower that exists, getting all of these receivers back for Dallas, that's going to be a just a, a massive upgrade in talent that they have over there. So uh, coming off of an embarrassing Thanksgiving day for New Orleans, I think they come out, they try to establish the run here with Mark Ingram. They have a running quarterback, a yeah. glorified running quarterback here starting in Taysom Hill. I love the under here. Probably my favorite play of a game day all year long. Yeah, so let's now build off of that because under means not a lot of points, clearly being scored. And granted, it could slide in there. You mentioned the 46, 45, depending on where people are looking and in between with the movement of it. So there's going to be opportunity, clearly. Now, with that said, we look at tonight and there's going to be, I would imagine there's going to be more of a rush on Cowboys players pre with the IPO than there will be with the Saints and then try and see what happens. Meaning if, let's say, the Saints are down as we expect, even if it's like the Bills last week where the Saints got pummeled and that still came under by a pretty good margin, maybe that's when you invest in Saints receivers. Maybe that's when you invest in Hill because you know that at least he has to be involved in the game. I don't know if you're even getting to many New Orleans guys ahead of time. I, I think in DFS formats, I'm going to be getting some Taysom Hill a lot. Uh, there's a lot of sites where just because he's the backup or was presumed backup, you're going to get a discount on him, as opposed to if you had gotten that news well ahead of time. These showdown lineups come out, you know, basically Monday. They they decide Monday night that they're going to post this stuff, so nothing really changes. Over on jock market, it's a fluctuating market. We're looking at constant ebbs and flows like Wall Street, just like the stock exchange. And so you, you can buy and sell live in game, but we're looking at getting some value in the pre-IPO. And I think you're dead on. Of course, we're going to see all of these skill position players from the favored team. Yeah, they're going on the road, but it doesn't matter. We all know that Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Ezekiel Elliott, even Tony Pollard, those kind of guys are just valued higher because of the offense that you're looking at on that side. Uh, currently third ranked by PFF here on the season, the Cowboys are from an offensive perspective. They're a team that can really, really air it out at times. 262.5% pass plays on the season. A little bit above average there. But both teams, I think in this spot, it's going to be a little bit of a ground and pound. We know that the defense can be very efficient on the New Orleans side's uh, fifth-ranked defense there. But it doesn't matter when you have such offensive, game, uh, uh, offensive firepower and the rules just kind of lean towards the offense as is. So, uh, yeah, we're going to find it difficult to find some value there. But... No, no way around it. Uh, in game might be the time that you're looking at it, purchasing some some Dallas Cowboys players if you think somebody's going to go nuts or somebody has a big play. But other than that, I'm with you. I'm looking at trying to extract value from some of these thin New Orleans plays. Yeah, look, and looking at it too with the game script that you lay out here, Ingram, and we know that there's no Kamara here. Ingram is on here for what the third highest projection, twelve dollars, just over that technically for a fair IPO value on it, but the saints would have to be kind of in a close game or up in order for Ingram's value. I, I think to pay off now, it's one thing if it's in DFS and you're just trying to get some points here and add to an optimal lineup. Okay. You don't need, but here in this case, finishing one or top three is such a key in getting a return on jock market that it's such a narrow scope of how Ingram could be successful Yet his fair IPO price, tw over $12. Are you looking to get at all in him ahead of time? Yeah, I mean, it for me, it was very surprising. This just kind of speaks to the presumptive workload we're going to have here for Mark Ingram. 
it makes sense that he would be I mean, you you go Dak Prescott just talking from the projections which of course with you have awesome plus you're able to look at these alongside us but Dak Prescott Taysom Hill the quarterbacks always being very high valued over on jock market and on DFS where there's only half point PPR but then Mark Ingram third on the board I think it's actually appropriate just because of presumptive workload. We're not going to obviously see Alvin Kamara. It's got the Q tag next to him. He's not going to play today. That's kind of the word uh, from them here at the moment. They have, uh, what is it? Tony Jones Jr. is the presumptive backup there and and not a guy who's going to get super involved. uh, Ty Montgomery, we've seen him in Green Bay and elsewhere be involved in the running game. But Mark Ingram got acquired simply to be a bell cow here in spots where uh, Alvin Kamara isn't going to be active. And now... He's incorporating a little bit of receiving work, given that was with Trevor Simeon, but seven and eight targets. Obviously, he's giving uh, a little bit of extra boost by some of this passing volume. I think Taysom Hill, as much as he will be inclined to run in some spots, marking him even getting three or four extra catches there, that can add so much value to him. So it makes sense for it. I'm probably going to be looking at getting Mark Ingram in the flow of the game if he gets off to a poor start, because I still think he'll be the lead back out there, even if they're down. So I'm looking at maybe making him a play in game rather than in the pre-IPO phase. You know, Lamb is going to be highly sought after, even though his fair IPO, as far as value, we have under $12. So Ingram, and, and again, maybe it's just a matter of, all right, how much can you pummel a team? before you start moving to the ground game and just getting the hell out of there. They are on the road. We see this a lot. Yes, technically not a short week, Eric, but it's on the road Thursday night, the better team usually just doing what they can to get the hell out of town with a win. <laughs> so I get that where, where Lamb maybe dips a little bit, but if we're talking about a, a low 30 score to like a, you know, low teens, as far as the Dallas Cowboys beating the saints, then somebody has got to put in that work. I actually think as crazy as this sounds, I actually think you get a break as far as CeeDee Lamb's value being under $12 in this game tonight, even with Amari Cooper back. Agreed. And uh, we have to wait for what the public perception is going to be of these plays. We obviously have incredible projections and we have the opportunity to be able to look at what the fair value is here. I find it difficult to believe that CeeDee Lamb and that Amari Cooper aren't going to be much, much more expensive than what they're listed right now for what their fair value is. That's the part of the equation that we don't have here yet. And that's going to be what you do. You're going to want to compare the the fair value that we have next to their names in the pre-IPO phase. And I just expect CD Lamb to get steamed. That's kind of the new popular cool kid term here for DFS. (laughs) Players going to get steamed coming into lock. And I expect CD Lamb, Amari Cooper to both be those guys. That's why I think Tony Pollard is probably my favorite purchase in the pre-game IPO phase for today. He's got a fair value down there of 730. And he becomes a little bit of a forgotten man when you have Cooper, when you have Lamb, when you have, of course, Ezekiel Elliott being the guy who's still the RB1. They're still going to be leading in touches. Tony Pollard's just explosive. And I think he's the kind of guy that's tough to be able to go get once the game starts because when he has explosive plays, he's going to just get his, his value is going to be so much more expensive than what you're willing to play. But he's the guy who comes in and for that second series, third series, starts it off and can just get these big plays, chunk plays. And I think that that's kind of the guy that I want to be investing in from the Dallas side in the pregame IPO phase, just because I expect CD Lamb and I expect Amari Cooper to just be too expensive. That's my perception now. It could change just based on what they are in that pregame IPO phase. All right. So let's start looking for other value if that exists and again a lot of this is game flow right so mm-hmm. if the saints are down 14 points to the blink of an eye maybe you're looking at deontay harris or marcus calloway a little different 
than you would be ahead of time. So much of this depends on jock market as far as what happens in game flow. I get that. But is there anybody, you know, Dalton Schultz, unfortunately, this is kind of the opposite of Lamb here. He ain't sneaking up on anybody. And Amari Cooper in doesn't really do much, I think, to take away, especially red zone targets for Schultz. He's really the only guy at that position that Prescott can or will throw to anyway. So there's not really mind value there. I, I mean, can you get to anybody else on what's probably going to be a not so entertaining football game tonight? Look, I love Dalton Schultz. I have some difficult decisions ahead of me in a couple of high stakes year long leagues where I have Dalton Schultz and Kyle Pitts. And I don't know what to do with my life um, <laughs> because I, I just, I don't want to lock in a guy on Thursday, but it's hard not to like Dalton Schultz even a little bit more from what we've seen out of Pitts here. And I, uh, sorry to go to a selfish town with, uh, with my own analysis there, but you know, it is what it is. I also, I think I have that same conundrum in the awesome B league that we have going right now. So I need to, I need to make that decision very quickly here. Dalton Schultz, he's going to project out decently. Well, here he's actually got a, a, a more expensive fair value than we have for Amari okay. Cooper. That might be a little bit of an Amari Cooper snap count kind of concerns. I think that that might be baked in a little bit more. I would prefer to go to Amari Cooper between the two if I'm going to be getting anybody in the pregame IPO phase. But Dalton Schultz, yeah, $8.27 for him. If he's going to be a little bit cheaper than that, maybe a share or two here. But as I said, I'm going to be siding with Tony Pollard. I might try to make some in-game plays for some of these Dallas guys, but I'm going to be pretty heavily invested in Tony Pollard and probably going elsewhere there. And now with Amari Cooper and Ezekiel Elliott back, the one guy that I'm, I'm just curious what the public perception is going to be is Michael Gallup. Michael yeah. Gallup is at $7.06. He's had really good rapport with Dak Prescott in the past, and he's going to be the wide receiver three here, but he's going to be on the field quite a bit. A lot of wide receiver three sets, and back when all three of these guys were active last year, pre-Dak Prescott's gruesome ankle injury, there were some massive, massive outputs here for Michael Gallup. So uh, he's maybe the last guy of the equation where if he ends up just a little bit too cheap, Maybe you can snag a share of uh, a share or two of him, but I'm not expecting massive things. Maybe more of an in-game play as well. All right, let's start to look at the weekend here on Sunday, the larger slate. And again, all of our projections we have on Osimo, you have sortable columns. For can I throw out one other play not to interrupt you? Just no. because I think there's one guy from you the Saints. Because I said, me. so I, I just, you know, I, I have my notes and I just want to read my notes. Here we Please. go. Ty Montgomery. They're more Ty important Montgomery. than what I have to say. Yes, yeah. Ty Montgomery. So the one guy that I, I'm looking at right now, and I don't know what the public perception is going to be of Ty Montgomery coming into this game, um, but we saw him take on a pretty serviceable load there last week uh, without um, without uh, Alvin Kamara. You have Mel, uh, you have Mark Ingram, who's going to be the bell cow there, but still, because he's able to play some of that wide receiver spot as well, he played 51% of the offensive snaps okay. in come from behind mode up against Buffalo. We currently have his fair value at $1.83, but in a negative game script, even before any drive starts where he might be coming from uh, come from behind mode, I want to probably invest in some time on Gumphrey simply because he's playing more than 50% of the snaps in any situation where New Orleans is behind here. There's so many outlets for him to just get involvement in the passing game, also the running game. So I think he's a versatile enough play. He's no Corderell Patterson, apparently. That guy's just a thing now. Not but another planet, I, right. Another planet. What is going on? I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> just a sour Vikings fan over here. But I love Ty Montgomery as an investment in the pregame IPO phase. He should be cheap. If he ends up getting steamed up over $3, sure, wait for an in-game play. 
but I guarantee you he might not get a ton of work in that first quarter, that second quarter. His value might go down. That might be a time to really snag him. He's probably my favorite, quote-unquote, thin play to invest in on jock market, and I don't think it necessarily translates as well to DFS. So I think he's a standalone play that I really like on jock market. Love it. Awesomeo is our promo code. Make sure you use it. It's right above Eric's head. Awesomeo 50, pardon me, for a $50 deposit. So if you're looking at Eric, just go right above and you'll see that little blue box there. And well, you're supposed to go point up, not wave. Wave is like, pay attention to me. Point Sorry, I had coffee and I had muted and it was a thing. Uh, and here we go. There we you go. Know, you know, you go on vacation. Next thing you come back, everything's out of whack. I got to be uh, honest with you. I'm just a piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> Not in the slightest, my friend. All right, awesome <laughs> 50. I won't even tell you. You mentioned being a Vikings fan. I gave out a three-leg six-point teaser, and I moved Minnesota. <laughs> Wait, whoa, 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 what? On the odd show. I love this show. so much. I right? love you. I missed you. <laughs> me here too, man. Trust me. So I dropped the Eagles down. I dropped the Rams down. And here I am thinking the one leg I can present to Ben Rasa that he'd like is the Vikings moving from seven to one. And that's the one laying a point at Detroit. That's the one he thinks is going to bust the whole thing. So a lot of people think your Lions are go- or your Vikings are going down this week, my friend. It's pain I'm not and suffering. Of I mean, Dalvin Cook. I mean, it's a it's a big. Not losing to the Lions. I don't know what to tell you anymore. It's Mike Zimmer on the road. He's just a dunce. He just he should wear the dunce cap on the sidelines. He has a really hot girlfriend though. So props to Mike Zimmer. Uh, Hit the Google machine for that one. Check it out. It's not real life. Uh, Good for him. Enjoy life. But Mike Zimmer, as a football coach, as the football coach of my Minnesota Vikings, I'm probably with that public sentiment that uh, it could get a little bit hairy there for Minnesota. I still like the game environment for both Jamal Williams and for (laughs) Alexander Madison. So if we want to loop it back to jock market here, I think that's the best way to do it. Quarterbacks. There are a lot of players that I've noticed that really like to invest in just quarterbacks on the jock market slate because they are always going to be the most likely guys to pop in a half point PPR kind of situation. And, you know, you can kind of invest and and find some value with some of their really cheap wide receivers. You can make in-game plays to add to your portfolio in that regard. So I'm looking at the top end Cooper cup. I'm probably going to be staying away from his projection over on, on jock market right now. We don't have the fair fair value. There's so many injuries and moving parts to this slate. You got to keep an eye on it, but Alexander Madison, my favorite standalone purchase that you can possibly make from a skill position player basis over on jock market. We're projecting the guy for 23.69 fantasy points on jock market. That is a gigantic number. In fact, it's the highest skill position player other than Cooper cup and Jonathan Taylor. Just process that, let that sink in. So uh, if he's going to be any kind of a discount, which maybe the public sentiment won't steam him up as much. I really like getting to him. Yeah. And I think that, speaks volumes to the game plan script and, and really the confidence that yeah. everybody has in, in the Vikings winning this game. Doesn't mean that they cover that seven point line. I <laughs> that you that. have in the Vikings winning this game as yes, a Viking yes. fan. Well, I have again, our defense is abysmal. I dropped it to a point against I Detroit. I know. Right? I know. Now, here's, here's the thing though. And this is not just Madison, but I think, you know, you try to pick examples like this to where you can rely and it's running back first. Now, Jonathan Taylor is clearly the anomaly here. This guy's speak about talking or playing in another planet. That's Jonathan yeah. Taylor. Yeah. But as far as Madison is concerned, if this is a stinker and if this it like Detroit's not coming in and blowing Minnesota out, the only way Detroit wins this game is if it's 13, seven, something like that, where it's slow, manage the clock, keep other teams like Kirk cousins off the field. 
Oh, you don't trust case. Jared Goff to go into a shootout? That's shocking. No, I, I don't even think, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Mr. Kneecaps up there trusts Jared Goff to throw 20 wow. times, let alone 40 or 45. But point being is that Madison is involved heavily in the game plan if it's a close game or, or I should say, and, or if Detroit, uh, Detroit eventually gets blown out. So trying to look for something like that, right, in a similar situation and, it's about matchups here, but I love a guy like Joe Mixon who <laughs> has been pounding it on the ground for Cincinnati and goes up against one of the most vulnerable rush defenses in the Chargers. The game is at home in Cincinnati. We've seen a couple of times now Joe Burrow be involved in big scoring games and he not being the reason it's Mixon as well. You got him at 19.28 as far as Alex projections are concerned. Any love for Mixon? And we're talking about, again, a scenario here where maybe you can be up as far as points are concerned from a fantasy standpoint, no matter what the game script is. Yeah, other than the Minnesota Vikings, I think you and I are kind of in lockstep on this slate a little bit. I think you've you've brought up some awesome points. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, he's going to be expensive to go get. And I think just because he'll be a little bit cheaper on jock market, Joe Mixon provides just as much upside. He's only played 72% of the offensive snaps, but we have to look at that. Uh, that's the last two weeks, by the way, 72% both weeks. But we have to take that with a grain of salt. They pummeled the Raiders 32-13, didn't utilize him very heavily in the fourth quarter. They pummeled Pittsburgh, didn't utilize him very much in the fourth quarter. As he's gotten healthier here, he has just been, he's, he's stayed healthy this entire season, which you know had been kind of the bugaboo for him in the past. I love Joe Mixon. He's going to be a bell cow for this team. In the past, they've mixed in some Giovanni Bernard, whoever the heck has kind of been there, but those guys aren't there anymore. It is Joe Mixon fest, 30 carries and 28 carries, all the workload you could possibly be looking for. At times, he can get involved in the, in the passing game, but it doesn't really matter. We're trying to really target touchdowns in half-point PPR settings here with some of these running backs on jock market. I love Joe Mixon as well. I think up against the Chargers that just hemorrhage hemorrhage yardage on the ground here on the season uh let me just double check yeah i mean it's just ridiculous 32nd in rushing defense that's last place because there are 32 teams in the nfl 145.3 rushing yards per game yeah let's fire up joe mixon man I, honestly i always feel good when we're on the same page and stuff and maybe that just i don't have time to pull you over on my side with the Vikings. So let's look at anybody else that jumps out that maybe you could take advantage of in the mid-range, you know, for what it's worth, we do have 250, close to 250 passing yards projected for Russell Wilson. You could slam that on Odd Shopper if you're not mm -hmm. using that already. You know, any bounce back maybe for Russ in this offense? I'm just trying to look at people, and I'm staying as far away from somebody like Najee Harris just because it's not working out. Uh, Jalen Waddle maybe a little bit there as well as Miami's playing. Is there anybody in that middle range? Quarterbacks are quarterbacks. We get that. But as far as non-QBs, mm -hmm. I got one for you. Love it. And this might be me just trying to get back to you, but I mean, he's the next guy on my list. Target the Q tag in Devonta Smith. Now I get it. I get it. It's not a team that we're expecting to be explosive passing it here. I love Miles Sanders in DFS because the event in the event that Miles Sanders actually is, sees the field, he, he's been a limited participant here the last couple of days of practice out there in Philly for you. And, you know, you have Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell. God knows what Sirianni's trying to do there. But I can say with confidence that if Devonta Smith sees the field, that he's going to be the wide receiver one. And people shy away from Q tags. It happens in DFS formats all the time. 
the public sentiment is obviously that Philadelphia is just not a very good football team. And I, I think I agree, but looking at it, six and a half point favorites going up against the Jets here uh, in eerily similar, similar situation to what we have uh, Minnesota going into Detroit. So both of our teams, ee, this is kind of hairy, but Devonta Smith, because of the Q tag, because you can get a wide receiver one at super, super cheap. I think he might be a guy to keep your eye on. We have a number of injuries. Uh, Debo Samuel being out opens up stuff for Brandon Ayuk, but I think most people kind of understand that. I don't think many people are going to be pairing some Jalen Hurts and some Devonta Smith. Mm. I want to get to both of them a little bit on jock market simply because coming off of an absolute dud, an absolute dud, public sentiment is low on them. So I'm going right back to the well. Yeah, especially because both Smith and Goddard combined for the same amount of targets as Jalen Rager. So that has Oops. been a sticking. Yes. And that's <laughs> look at awesome. Yo, yeah, you Philly people, you guys uh, really just live and die by the sword. You don't I mean, draft a guy in the first round and then ignore him. All right. I have Justin Jefferson. It's the happiest. It's the number one decision. Yeah. I mean, I have the receipts. You can go to my Twitter. That was the happiest I've ever been as a Vikings fan was the Justin Jefferson draft pick. Never been happier. Could not believe it happened. It sure as hell wasn't the NFC Championship game in 2017. I can tell you that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Please never talk to me again. Did you? Wait a second. Did you? I did just crossed it. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Minneapolis miracle followed by death and sadness. Thanks, yes. Eitan. Please leave the screen. Oh, uh, we love Eric being back in the house. We've all missed I don't. Eric Linkwist. I Eric didn't. Linkwist on Twitter at Shander Show for me. Thanks to Mike Awesome, yo, of course, for producing. Thanks to you all out there for hanging. And look, we'll use that promo code as long as we're doing this with Jock Market to get you free money. You put in 50 bucks, we'll match that 50 bucks. Awesome 050 is the promo code. We'll see you again next week. Thanks again.